Welcome everyone to another episode of the podcast. A quick reminder to rate and review the show five stars on Apple's podcast app. And also to follow me on Instagram at Felix.Levine and subscribe to my YouTube channel that you can find by searching my name Felix Levine there on YouTube. You'll have every episode in its full video version as well as smaller clips and highlights from those episodes. And my guest today, he's an entrepreneur. He recently started his own podcast and he is a member of David Dobrik's Vlog Squad. Please welcome Ilya Fedorovich. Ilya, it's uh, a pleasure to meet you and to have you on my show here in uh, Los Angeles. So thank you for uh, taking the time today. Thank you for having me. This was really fucking cool. Like I was saying, like I didn't expect it, this to be this professional. So I'm I'm super excited. I'm happy to have you. So I told you a few seconds ago. I don't know if you have something um, that the world doesn't know about you. I know you're out there, but if not, I'm sure we'll we'll hit some on the head later on. Yeah. I mean, if you can think of anything and, like, really dig it up, let's go. But I really, I'm telling you, like, I'd love to say something, but I really just don't have anything. <laughs> I know from what I, so I've been listening to a, a bunch of your, well, your podcast. Shout out to the, the Lightweights podcast. Lightweights. Um, but also a bunch of interviews that you've done. You have a, uh, a slight fear of death, I believe. It's something that I think you talked about, or you think about death frequently. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, honestly, almost every day. And, like, it's <laughs> almost, like, unhealthy. <laughs> but I don't think of, of dying, right? I just think of, like, of what, A, what happens when we die. Obviously, everybody thinks of that. But the other thing that I think of is, like, what's the purpose, right, between now and death? And also that death can come at any time, like, tomorrow. Honestly, right now, this building can blow up. Obviously, that's super dramatic. Wow. But I mean, a gas leak or a knock on wood. But yeah, I, I, I think it. I think of it every day. It's like, what's what's the purpose? Why are we here? And again, everybody asks the questions, but I, I I'm like addicted to it. I'll like go into a fucking rabbit hole at three a.m. like listening to YouTube videos or, or watching YouTube videos about it. Where's the Where's the obsession stem from? You think? I don't know. I've had it since I was little. Like I've I've always been saying like, it doesn't fucking matter. We're all gonna die anyways. You know, I feel like that's a good way to see it, though. Yeah. Does that scare you? No, it doesn't scare me. Like it, it, it like excites me in a weird way. You know. Interesting. Yeah. Do you remember when you were the first time you had the, these thoughts? How old you might have been? Uh, probably in high school. Probably in high school. Where I, like I, I'd always tell my friends, like, I mean, does it really matter? Like honestly, this is what I always say. I'm always like, fifty plus or minus years, we're all gonna be dead, and that's gonna calm like that. You know, and honestly, it will. Like you're you're still in college. Uh, I remember when I was to this day. I remember when I was a senior in high school, and that shit flew by, dude. It flew by. It it's crazy. I'm 25 right now, almost 26, 26 in October. So I mean, that's from my freshman year. It's more than 10 years of high, freshman year of high school. Wow. Have you been able to take in kind of all the things you've been able to do over the last, I guess, since you graduated? Um, you know, seven, eight, nine years. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been able to take it in. It's just because I'm, I'm still working constantly, you know, so I haven't been like, whoa. But it is really cool what I've done, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what's, a, what's, a, what's a day in life look like these days? 
So, um, it's funny because prior to moving to Los Angeles, I was working 12 to 14 hours a day, right? right? Like waking up at five and going to bed at nine. And like every day was like that, probably except Sunday. And, you know, when I moved here, that changed dramatically. A, because of COVID, right? right? You um, moved here right before COVID, right? Or during? <clears throat> like right at the beginning. Like March. Like, um, April. April, okay. like mid-April, May. So the world was already shut down a little bit. Right. And fun to move into. Yeah. So uh, I moved and I was trying to figure out what we're going to do, what I'm going to do. And everything just kind of slowed down. You know, and I go again from working 12 to 14 hours a day to now it's like every day thinking what you're going to do, what the next step is, because I'm not in Chicago anymore. I'm I'm planning my new life here, you know, and and now it's like I'd be lucky if I'm working four hours a day. Like I I like seek out work. I'm like, (laughs) give me something like to do, because I work best when I'm under stress and I have a shitload on my plate, you know. Now, so for the people out there that, that aren't familiar, you um, worked at a, at you and your father's plumbing company for, what was it, five years? Uh, six a years, bit I longer. think. Yeah. And what do you think, you know, from working 12 to 14 hours a day uh, with that company, what do you think it brought you or, or taught you in preparations for, for your move out here? Um, well, it, it, it taught me that, it taught me that uh, work is very underrated and what i mean by that is like when you're not working as much as you used to you really start to realize um how important like consistency and just like staying focused is you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like now it's again because i'm not back there and i'm not running everything day to day it's so much like i don't know i I feel almost like a failure in, in a sense obviously I'm not. I don't, I don't. At least I don't think. But you're not. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's where I stand on that. So your involvement now, still with that company, is you're managing it from afar. No, it's pretty much zero. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I do check in every few weeks. Um, I, I do have conversations with my employees. I have conversations with my dad. But it's it's pretty crazy because again, it goes from like all the time there, in it completely to almost like nothing and what was ultimately the decision that drove you out here so david uh he's been trying to get me out here for like six years like ever since he moved what are his best pitches when he tries to get you out here or has tried Um, honestly the same thing he's like dude we're all gonna die anyways it doesn't matter it's fun come out here you know i was like yeah i guess you're right (laughs) um so yeah he he finally got me out here and um and here i am just trying to figure out like what my next i mean i have a plan um, but you know, obviously that comes with time and I'm trying to figure out as of now. And so, I mean, what was, I guess maybe the, the original plan when you got here and you know, how has that changed? You know, now that, I mean, you've also been COVID literally the whole time that you've been out here. Um, so I don't know if those plans have, have altered a bit or not. Yeah. Originally, the reason that I came out here is, um, we wanted to start a creative agency, um, for example, we reach out to companies, I don't know, like Eminem or whoever owns Eminem, and we say, hey, we're going to help you with your creative marketing, right? Um, that never went through. That that fell, that plan fell through. Um, and there has been certain ideas along the way up till now, but I think that the main thing 
that I'm focused on now is um, my protein business that I, I'm going to be launching in the and next few months. So what is – tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so um, the idea actually came from my mom, which is pretty crazy. She calls me one day. She calls me like a year ago, and she's like, hey, do you know – do you know what you're drinking? Like that protein that you're drinking has so many chemicals and like fucking heavy oh, metals. Shit, I think and my shit. mom says the same thing, dude. And I'm, I'm like, you never listen to your mom, really, right? You're like, fuck, okay, whatever, <laughs> mom. And I come across a, a newsletter one day that's talking about what my mom was saying, and I was like, holy shit, she's actually <laughs> mom's right, mom's right, yeah, for once, right? <laughs> um, and so I start digging into, I start doing more research, and uh, my friend introduces me to. Um, my friend Casey introduces me to another friend of his by the name of, by the name of Mike Rashid, who already owns um, and does protein. He does Ambrosia, <clears throat> and so we're partnering up, most likely, uh, with them to create my own protein. Um, because a, I'm I'm super into like lifting and um, health stuff, and just eating again, eating healthy. And I think it's super important to realize what you put in your body, right, is what you get out. And so that's the reason I'm creating this protein. Are there any uh, names on the table? Forte. Forte. Yeah. F-O-R-T-E. Yep. Forte Active is the full name. <clears throat> but on the bottle, it'll say like Forte Nutrition or, or Forte Plant Protein. It's going to be plant protein, all vegan, by the way. Uh, so pea protein. And who's going to manufacture it? Have you figured that out? Um, so Mike Rashid's company. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And do you feel like, um, you know, for, for your brand uh, as Ilya Fedorovich, you know, where do you feel like you are in terms, I mean, you know, you got the podcast now, you got the businesses coming in. Where do you feel like you are and where do you want to be, um, you know, with you as a, as a brand, as a, as a person that people are going to remember and, you know, maybe buy the product because it's backed by you? Right. I mean, I think I'm, I'm, very, uh, I'm very small in the protein nutrition world and <clears throat> I, I really want to be known for providing a good product and then branch out to sportswear um training videos you know stuff like that so it's like really create something big around that one concept now also when you f you know made the the decision to come out here was there also a conversation that you would be um, I mean, you know, obviously people love you on all the vlogs. Um, was that also, you know, one of the things that you had in mind that it was going to be more of like the content side as well? No, I mean, uh, if you're asking, if you're asking if I f if there was a plan for me to be in more vlogs and right. more videos, th there's never a plan for that. Right. You know, it's like if you're around that video or gotcha. that concept ideation, then yeah, sure. But it's it's rarely ever planned out to be like, at least for me, hey, I need you in this video. Gotcha. And do you feel like, I mean, you know, I was I was actually looking yesterday at, there, I think there's one one video that has like a big compilation of your your appearances. Um, Is it the drunk ones? Oh, you were, you were I think you're drunk <laughs> for maybe like 85% <laughs> of them. Yeah. It's funny though, because I never you're drink. You're rocking the long hair too. Yeah. Dude, I never drink. That's what I, well, I heard that in, in another thing. I was like, where you said, I think something like, you might drink like six, 10 times max heavy a year. Not even, dude. Like four times heavy a year. And, but when I do but, drink, but David gets you right at the, at the perfect moment. But dude, moments. yeah, when I do drink, <laughs> when I do drink, it's like I'm going fucking 100 percent in. You As know? you should. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's fun then, you know, because I want to. But any other time, I can't. I can't even finish a beer. Like if someone hands me a beer, I take a sip and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like it's. I hate alcohol. Do you feel like you're? Uh, I don't want to say 
it's a false perception, but do you feel like the way that you might be portrayed in some of those vlogs is not really who you are? Like, because I think if someone is to watch those vlogs and then sit down and talk to you, they're like, wait, this guy's like, he's not drunk all the time. He doesn't drink all the time. Yeah. He's not crazy and reckless. But on the vlogs, you know, oftentimes you are. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair to say. I mean, that's that's my own fault for doing that shit. You know what I mean? But yeah, definitely. I mean, I got I, I have to think about that more and like kind of tone it back, or you know, explain to people that that's really not me. I'm just fucking having fun and being an idiot. You know? Is there ever any fear that, or was there ever any fear that by doing, um, or you know, appearing in that capacity and also on such a big platform that it would maybe, uh, you know, compromise you for? the future in terms of business situations or how people are going to perceive you uh, in general? Um, no, there, there was never a fear because ultimately, like, I'm just being myself, right? And I think that it's funny because I've been in, in business meetings where um, the person across from me recognizes me from that video and they're so confused because they're like, you're fucking not the same in person, like, at all. I've, I've had that so many times, and it actually brightens someone's mood in, like, a weird way. So, no, it doesn't compromise it. It actually breaks the ice a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. And have you had moments where, uh, you know, you've been recognized on the street and people might expect you to, to act all crazy and, like, you do in some of the videos? Um, no, because usually it's, it's, a, it's a pretty uh, subtle interaction. It's like... If if I ever do get recognized, it's like, hey, can I have a, a picture or whatever? Can you say hi to my mom or my whatever, my friend? But no, it's never like, why aren't you crazy, you know? Do you enjoy being, uh, I guess, I don't want to say like in the spotlight, but do you enjoy having that that attention, um, you know, or being recognized? Is that something that you like or dislike? Or I love it. Really? I fucking love it. I think that, I think that any time, especially because of the position that I was put in, Due to David, anytime that I am recognized, it's because myself or anybody I was in the video with made that person laugh. So mm. it's always a positive interaction, right? right? So I think it's like the coolest thing to be recognized. And like, I was lucky enough to be given the audience that I'm given. Um, I, I like it's it's weird to say, but like I totally don't deserve my followers at all. Um, and that's because like I didn't initially create my own content, right? It was. It was through other people, and those other people recognized me through those videos, which ultimately ended up following me. But, um, yeah. But is it, like, you know, what I think is also, in listening to you, I think what I also admire is, uh, you know, you give the recognition where you feel like it's due. But I also wonder if at times, you know, it gets annoying or repetitive to only be, like, to only be asked about David all the time. No, not at all. Really? Not at all. I think, I'd rather you ask about David than me, if, if, if. It's due to him, right? Like, which most of the time, right now, it is. Um, what I I like to be recognized in the future for my own success, one hundred percent. Gotcha. But I don't want to be like I want to be known for creating businesses and doing right. like really cool shit, you know. Um, and if I get recognized for whatever David does or someone else does, then great, you know. It's uh, I don't have an ego about that. What is maybe the um the biggest misconception or the thing that people don't see about you and David's relationship from some of the vlogs? Um, I think that, uh, I think that we're a lot closer than people think. I think that's really the only thing. Cause I'm not on his vlogs a ton, right? <clears throat> but you know, you got to realize I grew up with him, you know? So we're definitely like, uh, we're almost like brothers. Do you feel like, I mean, it must be pretty, or it must have been pretty crazy, or it must be still crazy, 
to, you know, grow up and have your best friend and, you know, you guys grow and, you know, you start your business on your side and at the same time you're still his best friend and to see his kind of meteoric rise, what's that kind of been like? Um, I mean, it's been a wild ride. I think um, it's been crazy ever since the first time I visited him in, in Los Angeles. It's like, and every time I would visit him, it would get like more, he'd have more and more success and like be recognized more and more. And it's, it's an, it's an insane, it's a really crazy way to see someone grow. Like, cause you don't really get that. Like, so, yeah. like sometimes it takes 15, 20 years to get to yeah. that. But like, astonishingly enough, he got there in, in five, you know, which is insane. Do you remember maybe the moment, or I don't know if you guys ever had like a conversation that was memorable to you, maybe early on when things started going, you know, kind of exponential i don't know if we've ever had a conversation <clears throat> on the way we we've had a lot of conversations prior to him moving to los angeles and you know those conversations were very like man we're definitely gonna be rich one day like 100 percent, i'm gonna own a ferrari like fuck this we don't need a party you know like we don't need college fuck that those types of conversations would always have happen for sure but that was again prior to his rise and what, what do you think ultimately is the perhaps the biggest misconception about David in the in the media, you know, regardless of what's going on today, but just in general, uh, maybe the biggest misconception or the side that people don't see and that only his best friend gets to see? That's a great question. I think it's the fact that he is way more real and like caring and gives a shit about you more than himself off camera. And uh, obviously people don't see that. Um, but in general, he's a genuine human being, you know? And it's hard to <clears throat> it's hard to imagine that, obviously, when the camera's off, because when the camera's on, it's like he's giving away Teslas and this, and, like, and you're thinking to yourself, like, well, how is he off camera? Off camera, it's like, it's the same exact thing, actually more genuine. Do you think it's... Um, I mean, I can only imagine... Uh being 24 and I mean really when he was 20 or 21 he had this you know pressure and this um, limelight on him you know for you have you seen him uh, or how have you seen him handle that pressure and kind of grow with it and uh, you know continue to to handle pressure from the media and uh, you know different requirements he has to do and you know as he's continued to grow yeah I think pressure handling pressure is such a key factor to becoming successful in anything, right? Right, whether it's business, social media, acting, whatever. It's like if you're able to handle pressure, you can you can think straight. Um, and he's been tremendous at that through various situations. Um, how he doesn't, I don't fucking know, <laughs> you know. But he he definitely does handle it really well, and I think that's one of the reasons he got so big. How do you handle pressure? Yeah, I think it depends on the situation. Typically, I'm pretty good because I don't like to uh, overwhelm myself with with something that doesn't necessarily matter at the end of the day, if that makes sense. Again, it, all, it comes back to, like, we're going to fucking die anyways. You know what I mean? Um, so it's typically I, I handle it pretty well. Is there someone that you go to in your life when you're, you know, uh, at a crossroads of, you know, making one decision or another and I guess a pressure situation, if you will? Uh, my friends and uh, my close friends and my family, for sure. And it's it's funny because, like, when I work with my dad, I would never, 
I would never ask for his advice because I'd be with him all the time. It's like a weird fucking thing. But when you're away from your parents, you like you want to get advice from them because you start understanding that they're fucking right a lot of the times because they want what's good for you at the end of the day, you know. And your parents, so your parents both immigrated from Belarus. So I was from, I was born in Belarus. You were born in Belarus. My dad was born in Belarus. My mom was born in Russia. Okay. And uh, we migrated here um, in, I think, 1997, 98. I was like two and a half, three years old. Okay. So I'm, I'm very Americanized, but I, I, I am from Belarus. And you speak fluent Russian, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. have you been able to, um, have you gone back to Belarus since? No, I haven't been back to Belarus. I was back to, uh, I've been back to Russia when I was eight. Um, but I do want to go back to Belarus eventually. How do you think, you know, growing up with, uh, you know, an immigrant family that moved here and had to learn and, uh, learn the language and how do you think that, that, uh, not only influenced your childhood, but maybe influenced the, how you roll today, uh, personal, professionally? Yeah. Um, well, when you grow up <clears throat> with a family that's, that's just migrated, you realize and you see all the struggles that, that they've been through and it like, it keeps you hungry. You know, and that's like, I, I think such a perfect mix between growing up in America and, and getting all these opportunities, but then having the mindset of like, I just moved here. I can't speak any English. I'm hungry. I need a job. You know, I think the mix of those two is so fucking cool. I think that's why a lot of, I was saying this the other day, actually, I think that's why a lot of Europeans <clears throat> or migrants are just want to thrive and succeed, you know, because they came here for a reason. And, like, because it's that much harder, it's because they're s that much more successful. Do you think also, you know, and obviously I've just been talking to you for 20, 30 minutes, but you can already tell that you, like, you care about working hard, uh, you know, finding successes. Do you think that that comes from your parents and, and what they kind of instilled with, with you and their experience, you know, immigrating? Totally. I think my dad is, like, the fucking hardest working person I've ever met in my life. Um, when we moved here... He had no English. Um, he had no job. Like, it was just kind of, like, fucking plopped on the table, figure it out, sink or swim, right. you know? Uh, I, I think he worked, like, three jobs at a time. I remember moving into our apartment in Vern Hills, actually, and uh, we had no furniture. We couldn't afford furniture, so, like, I had to watch TV on the ground, and it's, like, not the biggest deal, but at the same time, it's, like, right. for a regular household, you need fucking furniture, you know? And I remember him working through... Like, he was a puppeteer. He worked at Domino's. He um, sold car. Like, he did a ton of shit just, like, pr to provide food. And, um, yeah, I think I think seeing that, you know, makes me really, again, like, realize it's so important. Like, hard work is so important, and uh, I, that's what that's what keeps you you know, striving for, for more success. Have you had conversations with your dad about what those, about those early days when, you know, you're sitting on the floor watching TV or, um, you know, kind of like the early struggles? Yeah, totally. I mean, he, he's talked to me like, he said things like, don't fuck up because you don't want to end up in the, in the position that I was in. Yeah, but that's also <laughs> a position that it's not by his, I mean, he, he, you know, he immigrated. It's a, it's a very tough, right. like he's by no means, uh, he by no means failed himself to get to that position. He, he made a huge jump to the U.S. Right. Um, but I don't know. I think it's admirable. And I think that, uh, you know, my it's actually interesting when I was listening to, to some of your past stuff because um, my mom immigrated from France mm -hmm. and she also <coughs> spoke really not a word of English when she got here. And we're both only children. Um, and I think that, you know, also being an only child is uh oh you're an only child i'm an only child as well oh that's fucking sick right? <laughs> i think yeah. i think it's interesting 
I think that, and I'm curious to get your take on it, on, uh, you know, how you, if you enjoyed that, because, I don't know, everybody always, I, I'm sure everybody always asks you, like, All the oh, time. do you wish you had a sibling? Like, Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's a very interesting question. Um, I, first off, I hated being an only child. Interesting. Hated it. Uh, because everywhere that I go with my parents, it was just me and my parents, right. you know? Right. So, like, whether it was fucking Cancun or my, wherever we'd go on vacation, <clears throat> I would never have anyone to hang out with. And th- I think, I, although I hated it, I, I think it's the coolest thing because it, it, it made you realize that being alone is so special, you know? Like, yeah. you don't rely on anybody, <laughs> you know? It's like, just give me myself and my thoughts, and I'm fucking good. I think, yeah, I think that, and I think... It gives you like a supreme confidence that at the end of the day, you can only really rely on yourself. Totally. Right? Totally, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's so, so important because the amount of people that you can trust in your life is very fucking limited. Right. And I think, you know, to be able to to do things yourself, and that's one of the reasons I have I have trouble partnering with other people, whether it's in business or just for leisure. Is because, like, I know I can trust myself, and I grew up only trusting myself, you know? And it's, like, to introduce someone else into my life or into my business is so fucking difficult because how, of that reason. How have you been able to, you know, I mean, is there is there a moment when you're, say, in a business situation, you're trying to gauge, am I going to trust them, am I going to work with them? Um, is there something that you look for in order to, you know, to, to kind of get over that hump of, I don't know if I can trust them? Uh, to a place where, okay, you know, I can trust them. I want to work with them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's day by day, and I think it comes down to whether or not that person is a man of his or, excuse me, his or her word, right? So if they say they're going to do something, are they actually going to do it or not? And if not, then and, and it's a pattern of they're saying it, but they're not doing it, then that's when you kind of lose trust. And I'm also curious, just going back to, to being uh, an only child, was there ever a moment where you were like, I mean, I know in the beginning you were like, oh, you know, I kind of wish... Uh, I wasn't, but was there a moment, or what was the moment where you're like, wait, this is kind of cool, like, I kind of like this? I don't know if there was ever that moment. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people say that uh, I was spoiled. Were you? Um, what do you think? Definitely. Definitely, yeah. I mean, my parents, like, did everything for me, like, right. everything that they possibly could. And I think that if I had another sibling, it'd be kind of split, and, right. like, the love would be split, and the fucking amount of things that you'd be able to get would be split, but no, I don't think I ever, I ever had that, like, okay, cool. I, I still, to this day, wish I had a brother in, like, a weird way. Brother or sister, I think that'd be the Yo- fucking younger, coolest thing. Younger or older? Um, older. Older. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I, sometimes, like, aside from my parents, I'd, I'd want to call somebody that I trust that's in my own blood to give me advice, you know? <clears throat> do you think, um, I don't know if you want to have kids in the future, but if you do, um, you know, is it, do you want to make sure you have multiple because of you're an only child? Like, I don't know, for me... Oh, my God, 100%. Really? Yes, dude. How many? Three. I was thinking... so funny because I think that... I feel the same way about having three. Yeah? But I think it's also... I think it has something to do with being an only child. I think so, too. I think... Because, dude, my fucking Christmases and Thanksgivings... (laughs) Lonely as shit. They were so fucking lonely, bro! Like, you have all these adults getting fucking hammered. You're just sitting there and, like, what the fuck? Like, what do you do? Like... Go watch TV. What do you yeah. fucking want me to watch TV for fucking eight hours That's while you guys point. get fucked up? I know. Come on, dude. I want three kids. I want a <laughs> big ass. all get fucked up together. I, yeah, <laughs> I want a big ass Christmas. I want a shitload of presents. <laughs> Fuck being an only child. But it's, it's good but at it's the end good. of the day. 
do you think, uh, I mean, what, so you're 25 now? Is that, I, mean, I guess it's like kind of soon. I mean, I don't know how much you're thinking about that. I think like, I think like, mind. I think like 31, 32 is a good age. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. I think it also has to do with like where you're at, maybe financially. Totally. Um, because yeah. I think I want I want to I want to do a certain amount of things, uh, with with business and with my own life prior to focusing on a kid. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's I think that's super important. What are some other you know business endeavors say within those next five to seven years before you're thirty one or thirty two, other than protein and creative agency that, you know, tickle your fancy if you will. Yeah, I wanna uh, I wanna do an app. I can't tell can't tell you the Don't, idea of the app okay. on, on on air, <laughs> but. Um, I want to do an app. It's similar to Turo. Interesting. But it's not with vehicles. Don't, don't say the rest. It's not with vehicles. Okay. It's not with vehicles. But I'll tell you after. Okay. But I mean, I, I it's funny because like, I have I have shit that goes on in my mind right. every day. I'm yeah. like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to do this? Wouldn't it be cool to do this? Like one thing I really want to do is is real estate. Mm. Um, I agree. Yeah. But but real estate apartment syndication, right? So that's like a much bigger thing than just buying a house and renting right. it out. It's like. Are you doing uh, turnkey syndication? Are you doing value add? It's like there's real estate has so many different ways that you can go, and every way that you go, it needs your full undivided attention at first. And right now, I just can't provide it because I'm focusing on something else. But eventually, for sure. And now we're just going to take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime sponsor in U.S. Wellness Meats. U.S. Wellness Meats has over 400 all-natural whole foods in their online store at uswellnessmeats.com. All of their beef, lamb, bison, and dairy products are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. They also offer pasture-raised heritage pork, free-range poultry, and wild-caught seafood. They specialize in every single diet under the sun and have hundreds of paleo, keto, Whole30, sugar-free, and AIP-friendly options. All of their foods are raised on family farms dedicated to sustainable and ethical principles, so you will never have any pesticides, herbicides, antibiotics, growth hormones, or GMOs. They ship anywhere in the country for only $9.50 for shipping and handling, and most orders are delivered within 24 to 48 hours of leaving their facilities. Go to uswellnessmeats.com today, and when you use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, you'll receive 15% off store-wide savings. Again, go to uswellnessmeats.com, use that promo code PODCAST, and you'll get 15% off of every single order. Go check it out today. Now let's get back into it. And what is it about, you know, business in general uh, that you that you enjoy? I think being able to create a product and seeing it grow and then eventually selling it is like uh, it's it's like something that's so I don't know how to explain it. It's like seeing it from go from from start to finish, I think is what I'm saying. Like okay. seeing it go from start to like uh, from the idea to building it out. To like having it be really successful and then to selling it, just going through the whole process, I think is really. Cool. And I think you probably, I mean, just from gauging the kind of person you are, I'm sure you enjoy also seeing like the pleasure it brings other people, or it can possibly yeah. bring other people. I mean, obviously in plumbing, it's it's funny because it's plumbing has such a negative connotation to it. Like whenever I'm I getting feel like a call, the word itself has a negative connotation. Totally, yeah, you know? and yeah, 100. percent And uh, I, even when somebody calls, they're like, "Can you get out here right now? <laughs> I have shit coming up from my toilet." <laughs> It's like already you're kind of blown back. You're like, damn, lady, you know, like I get it, but chill. But so the like, happiness at the end. Happiness at the end is great. I agree. It's like when when you fix someone's problem, 
it's like it's so cool to see a smile on their face. Like even though your house is fucking ruined or your toilet's ruined, <laughs> you know, and you got to fix your your ceiling, at least I stopped the problem from happening further. You take it for granted when your toilet's working. And then when it's not, you're like, holy shit. You know, it's funny because I've actually never in my own household or anybody else's household seen a plumbing problem come up. So I've never been able to like be a hero and be like, hold on, I got this, you know? Do you, but like, could you fix virtually any plumbing problem? No, no, I can't. So I, I have the knowledge, right? Like if you tell me I have, right. So like physically with my hands, certain items, like I can change a water heater. I can change a faucet. I can change your pipe. I can weld copper together. Like, shit like that, yeah. But when it comes to, like, a very, very technical thing, no, I can't. I have, I have, I rely on other people to do your that. Your future wife is going to be thrilled with that. She's going to have a nice handyman at Fuck home. Fuck that. I'm going to call handyman, bro. <laughs> You're going to call your... What's your cl- plumbing company called? Fly Plumbing. Check them out. And they're in the Chicago they're area? They're in Chicago, yeah. Interesting. And do you want to ultimately kind of phase out from that completely? I want to I be able to eventually one day sell it. Um, you know, wait for it to get a little bigger, wait for it to get a little bit more established, more customers, more technicians, and then be able to sell it. Have you found that your, <laughs> um, you know, because, you know, people can look you up and know who you are. Have you found that that is beneficial in the, in the business scene? Um, yes and no, because for example, like I'll get, <laughs> I'll get prank calls. Uh-huh. Like people will call my, one day my fucking dad calls me and he's like, I forgot what happened exactly, but my dad calls me and tells me that someone called looking for me from LAPD. And I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck did I do? Immediately, I'm thinking, like, it's my fast driving. I killed somebody. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so he tells me a story. He's like, yeah, I called LAPD. Apparently, there's no detective by the name of whatever there. And I'm like, god damn it, dude. Yeah, just ignore it. It's just a fucking prank call. And it's like shit like that is, you know, it's annoying, but you give and take. So like it's okay. Do you ultimately wish, or are you are you happy that you have? I, I guess this this platform. Yeah, totally. I, sometimes I take it for granted because I'm like I could be doing so much more, right. you know. Um, but no, I'm extremely happy. And again, like I was put in such an awesome position by David, you know, strictly by him, <laughs> which is really fucking cool. Like uh, that was it was like a handoff to me. So what do you, what do you think it means? to him or maybe he's had this conversation with you to know that he could, you know, at least um, help his best friend out in whatever whatever way that is. Yeah, I, I mean, he he loves helping all of his friends. So, I mean, I, we have never had this conversation before, but I would assume he, he thinks it's really fucking neat that he can thrive from it and then he can also have other people thrive from it. Is there a conversation that you haven't had with him that you really want to have? Um, no. I, everything... Like, what's cool about David and I is that everything that um, that I think or that he thinks, we just talk it out, you know? It's it's very simple, you know? Because, again, it's like, I know what he, I know how he operates, he knows how I operate, so it's very easy to talk and just settle things. How many of you live in the, in the house? Just him and I. Oh, it's just you, yeah. you guys. Okay. Yeah. And how, I mean, is it pretty packed all the time? Are there always people in and out? No, I mean... His employees, right. obviously, whenever he has meetings, you know, but it's not like, especially because of COVID and the fact that he's not filming currently, it's it's not really like that right now. Do you, on a personal level, um, <clears throat> set goals for yourself or how do you kind of gauge the, the future or think about the future? Yeah, um, 
I think that setting goals and actually even more than that, setting deadlines is so crucial. Interesting. Because if you have an idea and you start working on that, on that idea, you can you can go fucking two years not realizing that you could have done it in six months. Right. Like, I think that's so... I think it's so fucking important to literally... Like, I for any idea that I have or any business venture that I go into, I create a Gantt chart, right? And basically it breaks down... What like, is a Gantt chart? It breaks down... So you go week by week, or you can even do day by day, but I go week by week, and on a weekly basis, I have certain goals and certain deadlines that I have to meet. If I don't meet those deadlines, then... Obviously, I know, okay, something's wrong. I have to go back and, like, push that thing that I'm working on more. Uh, but, again, I think deadlines and goals are number fucking one. Because if you're going to do any business or you're going to do any venture, you can't just you can't just go off of gut. You have to, like, you have to understand where you're going to be at, at what time. And it doesn't have to be perfect, but as long as you put something pen to paper, then it, it drives you forward way quicker. Do you perform better under that kind of stress of a deadline? Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Cause like, if I don't have a deadline, like I ah, whatever, I'll just do it later. And like, that's just how I'm, that's how how I, how I operate, right? Like, not everybody does right. that, but I suggest to do that for sure. And you have discipline tied on your arm. Do you that's feel right. Like, do you feel like you're you live up to it? Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. And it's kind of unfortunate because you know I got it thinking that I fucking would, but uh, maybe I mean most of the time I'm pretty disciplined. I would like to think, you know. I mean, obviously. I slip here and there. I'm only human, you know, but I think most of the time I'm pretty disciplined. But what's discipline look like for you? Because I think it could be different for, for everyone. Uh, it's just Getting your stuff done? Doing doing what you say you're going to do. Interesting. That's what discipline Being is. Being a man of your word. Uh, totally, yes. I think, I think if you're just talking a bunch of shit and you don't really do it, I mean, like, I just, A, I can't trust you. I don't know how anybody else can trust you, and I don't know how you can trust yourself. Interesting. Yeah. Now, if I told you maybe mm, 10 years, where do you want to be? Three kids, wife, and um, a bunch of different businesses. A bunch of, I would say. Maybe the three kids, not, not even 35. 10 years, 35. Yeah, that's not terrible. Good. That's not, that's not terrible, yeah. I'd like to have, at that point, all of my businesses that I've started operating on their own where it's not like I'm in their day-to-day. And I'd like to have financial freedom to a point where I can start more things, you know, anything that comes to my mind. And also, like, helping my friends and helping – and this sounds fucking cheesy as shit, but, like, helping the community. I think that's so fucking cool to do, like, just to give back when you have a lot, you know. And I think, honestly, you know, like, in listening to to you talk in a bunch of interviews and and really David and kind of what he's all about, I think that's really ultimately at the end of the day what – you guys love to do the most is to make people smile, laugh, and feel good. Yeah. And I hope that, um, I hope that more people, you know, see that. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think that that's really the, uh, you can tell even just being with you, like, you care about people and you, you want to see them happy. Totally. I, yeah. I mean, I, uh, there's no reason for anybody to go, I want to see him unhappy. You know, even if they're a bad person, like, fucking get over it. You know what I mean? Um, But I think that's one of the reasons that David and I are good friends is because, I mean, he's, that's, like, the first thing on his agenda, you know? And um, obviously, I'm I'm not as financially free as he is currently, but I I think in the future, you know, when I am, I'll be doing more stuff like that. I always, I'm always curious with my guests, um, 
to wrap things up to to ask them about legacy and I don't know I mean you think about death frequently but hopefully a, a long life long healthy fruitful life but do you ever think about the Ilya Fedorovich legacy um I, you know what not 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 as much as uh no I don't not really I mean I think um if for example I have like I want to name I want to build a hotel one day that's called, called Ilya. Yeah, That's pretty sick, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a club, uh, oh, a club. A club would sound, or even a restaurant. A restaurant. I feel like your name's yeah. actually pretty good to to name things. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's unique and it's like, what's Ilya? You know what I mean? You gonna name your your son Ilya Junior? No, I'm gonna name him Mark, my grandpa's name. Interesting. Yeah. What about daughter? Uh, Ella, my mom's name. I love those two names. Okay. Like <laughs> not got, not because good. not because they're my relative. What, so what about the third one? Um, I haven't decided yet. I haven't thought about it. Boom. Well, uh, really, boom? Uh, no, no, not, not boom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, no, truly, uh, man, a pleasure to meet you and to have you on my show. And, um, you know, I'm excited to, to see where you, where you go and, uh, 32, 33 with the kids and the wife. Hell yeah. Well, Three kids. I'll call you at 33. <laughs> How many you got right now? <laughs> Only one. Fuck. I'm behind, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, truly a pleasure to, to have you on. Thank you for, uh, taking the time. Yeah. Me, man. Thanks for having me, bro.